This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. This is Finance and Barry Preston. Well, we're very lucky today to have our regular guest, Terry McCran, who he who reaches a bigger audience than any other columnist through, of course, the Daily Telegraph, Sunday Telegraph, the Herald Sun, Sunday Herald Sun in Victoria, and, of course, the Australian. He's a Graham Perkin Journalist of the Year, Financial Journalist of the Year, and has won the Melbourne Press Club's Golden Quill Award and, of course, the prestigious Wakeley Award. How are you, Terry? Good afternoon, Barry. Good afternoon to all your listeners. Beautiful day here. What's it like down there? Uh, absolutely perfect in Melbourne as well. So good, good all, all up the east coast, I believe. Things are looking great, apart from petrol. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barry, it could be worse with petrol. Yes. If the Australian dollar hadn't gone as high as it's gone, we'd be paying a lot more for petrol. Very, very much so. First yeah. of all, let's have a look at our, one of our favourite subjects. It's been very quiet lately, interest rates. The RBA, of course, has been very quiet. Is inflation a threat? Is this something that's uh, booming or looking up on the horizon? It seems many countries are starting to get a little bit vocal about this inflation. Well, well you're right, Barry. It is getting a little bit, uh, particularly to our north, China and uh, those countries on which, which, has been so, which have been so important to the strength of our economy. But right here in Australia, no, inflation is not a threat right now, although some of your listeners might disagree when they come back from shopping at their supermarket. <laughs> um, but generally, no. And the reason for that is that um, a big factor has been that rise in the Australian dollar, which has made all the imported goods so much cheaper. And as you say, the Reserve Bank is sitting on the sidelines and it's not, it's not going to put up interest rates any time soon. Uh, provided, of course, that um, that inflation doesn't come back further down the track. But right now, it looks like it's in, uh, you know, it's it's under control. Okay. In respect to that, do you see the RBA looking, say, in the next three to six months? And of course, we've been warm, warned. We've been a, a few rounds in the ring with uh, Treasurer Wayne Swan about the uh, about the forthcoming tough budget. Will they? Well, that's right. That's right, Barry. Uh, right now, I guess most people are predicting that the interest rates will go up later in the year. But I would be cautious about saying that as an absolute fact. Uh, we're living in a very complicated world, as you appreciate, <laughs> Barry, and, I, and I'm sure your listeners do, that uh, there are parts of the world which you know, look great, China in particular. Uh, America looks like it's coming back. But there are all these uncertainties out there, particularly with the so-called sovereign debt crisis in Europe where countries of like Portugal and Greece have built up unsustainable debts and the prospect of any of that going sour and causing a meltdown uh, remains out there. It's not a, not a serious threat but it remains out there. So the Reserve Bank is in no hurry to move rates and it's going to take us month by month just to see just exactly which way these things break. So right now you'd say yes. Uh, we're probably going to get interest rates higher later in the year because the economy will continue to improve. Not that the Reserve Bank wants to stop that, but I, you know, I just caution against making, assuming that it's an absolute fact. You mentioned um, off the, the off the top of my head. You mentioned the sovereign debts in Greece and uh, in the European area. All of a sudden, out of the blue, SP have mentioned that America. Well, exactly. Has, uh, gained, has been warned that its, uh, its debt has been, what is it, put onto a negative watch. Yeah, that's right. That's the long-term America term is debt. the ultimate triple A. Uh, everybody believes that uh, America is the safe haven so that you can buy American bonds, you can put your money into America, yeah. and it will be safe. 
relative to investing anywhere else. Now, because they're running up these huge deficits uh, and building up debt, the, the S&P, which is the rating agency, has said for the first time uh, that triple A rating is under question. It hasn't changed it. It hasn't changed it yet, Barry, but it's saying that unless America really starts to tackle its debt and deficits, it may have to reduce that because obviously the more paper, the more, the more paper that the US issues, the less likely or the greater the risk that it won't be able to repay it when, uh, when, when it, when they fall due. So like any creditor, any debtor, if you run up debts too far, you increase the prospect that you won't be able to meet your repayments. Mm, interesting. Loss of our manufacturing industries. Look, I know that uh, you've been writing about this. We're seeing more of our manufacturing in its death throes, a major cause for concern, yet the powers that be are deathly silent on this subject. One would expect them to be screaming from the rooftops. Well, it's a complicated subject, Barry, because clearly some parts of manufacturing were going to disappear whatever we did just because of the changing tides in, in what's happening in the world. And you look at the rise of China and its ability to produce such volumes of stuff so cheaply. I'm thinking of things like clothing, shoes, all those things, which really it would have been impossible for us to try and maintain a local industry in some of those areas, whatever we did. And nobody in the world has been able to resist that. But, you know, Whether you're in America or Europe, most of that stuff is now being imported from China. And it's probably, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing in one respect, particularly for us, because we sell them the raw materials which go to make the stuff uh, which they're then exporting. Now, the other factor, of course, Barry, is the rise of the dollar, which is a consequence of the resources boom. And that makes it very hard for local manufacturers to compete. It's not just local manufacturers, it's local tourist, tourism as well anybody that's trying to compete with imports of foreigners. And um, again, it's almost impossible to resist that. But having said all that, I don't think we should be embarking on policies which make it even more difficult for local manufacturers to survive and, and prosper. To NURFM, and you're listening to Finance and Barry Preston. We certainly are, and we're talking with Terry McCran, who is one of Australia's best-known columnists through the Daily Telegraph and Sunday Telegraphs in New South Wales, the Herald Sun, and the Sunday Herald in the Australian, of course. Now, Terry, we were talking about the loss of our manufacturing industries. Now, I know this is going to be a con- controversial question, but wages, higher wages, we've been demanding higher wages and benefits. Now, over the past, over the number of years, has this been a bit of a cancer on the loss of jobs in respect to manufacturing? I put it slightly differently, Barry, that not so much higher wages in themselves, it's the lack of flexibility and the, the rigid, rigidities of work conditions and uh, the way unions have, have insisted on maintaining, uh, although this is moderated, I think, in, some, in recent times, insisted on re- maintaining artificial work practices so it's much more that than the high wages. I think all of us would like to see people be paid more, but on the other side of the coin, if they're able to work more efficiently and more productively, uh, it can be a win-win. And I think that's been the bigger problem, that uh, the, the, the work practices rather than the wages have been the factor that have limited this. And that's why I'd be concerned about uh, what, the, what this government, the federal government, is doing in terms of winding back 
that flexibility and the ability for, for managers and workers to agree much more efficient work practices. One would think that if both agreed together and got on with the job, it would be a hell of a lot better. Well, exactly, right? exactly, yeah. and they both benefit from it. This is good. Now, you mentioned beforehand that uh, more costs coming through into industry, and one of them, carbon tax, will it help overall in the short term? Well, <laughs> it'll help destroy the country, Barry, if that's what we wanted to do. Mm. I mean, the carbon tax is just insane. Uh, it's, uh, if we really had to go down this path of restricting emissions of carbon dioxide from a global perspective, I might be convinced that we'd have to join in that if everybody else was doing it. But clearly they are not doing it and they won't be doing it. China is going to keep installing and, and building new coal-fired power stations at the rate of one every two or three weeks. Um, and, and for us to say that we can somehow unilaterally uh, close down or reduce our emissions and impose a tax on industry and a tax on consumers is just... It's just self-destructive. It doesn't. It's not going to achieve anything, and it just damages all the things that we're talking about. But I hear long term that uh, if we don't uh, put some sort of a carbon tax or tax on carbon, that we may have difficulty trading with countries that have the tax. Uh, they may add a tariff to it. Now I don't know what countries do have a tax. Well, they don't. That's the oh. point. I mean, there's been some moves in Europe. Europe has been the centre of this to have an emissions trading scheme, but that's been done on a very a patchwork basis and it's been rorted uh, dramatically uh, and as I say, yes if the whole world moves down this path but we had this conference in Copenhagen two years ago, that we had the conference in Cancun in Mexico, both of them failed to agree any sort of uh, global agreement and for us to now strike out on our own, uh, getting ahead of the pack is just insane mm. Okay, the Australian economy. Is our Australian economy really in good, she good shape? We hear that uh, there are two types of economy, the, the booming resources and the other economy which is struggling. Is that true? Well, that's exactly right, Barry. I mean, it's, uh, the brutal reality is that the resources boom is pouring money into Australia, but it's pouring money primarily into the resources sectors. Uh, now, that does feed out generally across the economy, but at the same time, we've got everybody else is, is struggling a bit because of that high dollar, which makes it very difficult if you're in local tourism, if you're in the wine industry and the hunter, if you're in anything which is trying to uh, compete with imports or, or um, export into the, into the world market. If, and so it is tough. But I have to say, it's we're probably better than the alternative. I mean, if you, if you think about what the alternative would yeah. be, we've, we've been in some, some situation like Europe, which, uh, where they have the unemployment of more than 10%, and they're struggling on a much more, much more widespread basis. So bottom line, Barry, uh, yes, it's tough in some sectors, uh, and we have to be smarter about how we re react to that. But bottom line, we're better off for having it. We're talking with Terry McCran. Terry, our last question, this is a very broad question. What do you see as the biggest challenge Australia faces in the short term, say now in five years? Oh, that is a big question, Barry. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest question is actually, the biggest challenge is actually getting intelligent, sensible policy from government. Uh, there's been a tendency uh, to focus on symbols and to, to react to things in a very, you know, 
short-term focus. Um, mm. We saw that a bit with the financial crisis and, and all the money that was wasted on uh, school halls and uh, roof insulation. Um, so I think that it's important to actually for politicians to actually think think into the longer term and to think what will actually make Australia work better. But I have to say that, um, and, and more broadly, of course, Barry, we're living in a very challenging world environment. There's yes. a lot of instability out there, a lot of uncertainty. So I think, again, to make the point, we, we, broadly we're in pretty good shape and we're much better off than um, just about anybody else. So it's still a great place to be. Um, the weather today is probably captures captures in a broader sense um, how great a place it is to live in Australia. Terry, it certainly does. Look, on behalf of the listeners of 2NURFM 103.7 and the fabulous Hunter Valley, you and your family have a happy and safe Easter and we'll see you very soon. Thanks, Barry. All the best.